staring out the window to the midnight sky was such a good time to cry. Tanache looked to the stars as they shone so brightly. She thought they were happy. Everyone praised their flawless elegance while they were billions of kilometers away, safe from criticism, and pain. Free to be happy, alone without the need of people. The cold glass that sat in the window frame was an odd but familiar sensation as her warm head leaned against it. Tears streamed down her caramel brown skin that seemed even darker with the bulb off in her room. However, light poured into her room from the outside security lantern. It would have made for a good picture to post on Instagram if that light was from the moon. A silhouette of a girl against a window, hugging her legs in the moonlight. The caption? Loneliness. Who is a clown? This girl. Why? Because nobody cares, especially not Sui. Tanache thought. A light blinked, a text message. She picked up her phone from the pocket created by her thighs and belly as she sat. She wiped it against her red and black checked pajama trousers. There was still some residual wet from her tears, so she wiped it again on her long-sleeved black top with a cute white rabbit print. The surprise birthday party for Moesha is on tomorrow. Sui will take her for coffee to get her out of the house around 09.00 hours. She won't be able to resist. That's the time our 12 fabulous lady squad will start preparations. Bestie goals, so excited. Already talked to her mom. Don't forget to reimburse me for your K500 contribution. See you there, smiling and winking emoticons into the text from Laquisha. It was a common thing in the age of social media for words off a screen to leave deep gashes on a person's heart. And for Tanache, it was just another day in her life. Besties huh? Have they ever arranged a surprise birthday party for me? She knows I like Sui but she makes him take Moesha out? Such a fake friend, a snake. I will totally be there. I am so excited I feel like going to start the preparations at 04 hours. I can't wait to celebrate with my besties for life. See you there, replied Tanache, ending the text with emoticons of a dancing lady and fireworks. She tossed her phone onto her bed as fresh wet marks formed on her cheeks. I really wish I was a star. Tanache saw a small light reflecting from the window. She wondered what else Laquisha had to text to her. She got up from the chair and turned to get her phone from the bed. It was then that she realized the light was floating erratically in the center of her room. She took a step closer, shock spread on her face. There were red and white lights attached to tiny people, not more than 10 centimeters tall, engaged in combat. Two red light people were viciously attacking the white light person. Tanache didn't know what was going on but she didn't like that the white light person was alone. She grabbed the nearest book and launched into an attack. In one swing, all three lights were flung at the dressing table, the red on one side and the white on the other. She hooked back screaming as she threw the book down hard on the red light tiny people. The room was silent, Tanache's heart pounding against her ears. Screeching murmuring spiked through the silence. The white light tiny person was moving towards the book. Oh no, I hope I didn't just kill its family, Tanache whispered as she grasped her mouth. No fool. But I don't expect a human to understand anything, said an angry high-pitched voice. It continued murmuring with so much aggression in its voice. This complicates things. Now I will have to take you with me, said the tiny person as it delicately handled the bodies of the tiny people that attacked it. Panic rushed down Tanache's spine. Take me? She screamed for help and ran for the door. There was a faint sound like a coin had dropped. Quit making a fuss, said the high-pitched voice irritated. Right foot, dark floor. Left foot, dark floor. Before Tanache's right foot could smooch the floor again, a loud sound like a car raving opened the floor creating a cavity. Rainbow-colored smoke oozed out of it. She couldn't retract her foot as it was already through the hole in the floor. 
When she looked into it, she saw bright light and a green surface at its bottom. Tanache had such a shameful fall. She reached for whatever she could grab, unfortunately, air was the only thing available. Her screams were more like squeals of a pig with a fruit stuck in its throat than cries for help. It was a meter shortfall. Grass pressed against her face as the setting sun stroked her arms. She lifted her head and ceased to breath. It was such a breathtaking view. A green open grassland with a dense forest surrounding it lay before her eyes. That moment was social media worthy, a guaranteed thousand likes. Tanache's vision blurred as the earth stared to spin, then she remembered to breath in. Tanache turned to the tiny person. It had begun to increase in size. The larger it grew, the less it resembled a person. It stood at two and a half meters tall. It was dark purple with big beautiful round eyes. It had smooth and leathery skin with white intricate patterns similar to a circuit board. It was more magnificent than the heavenly scenery of the grassland. It told Tanache that its name was Havmek according to the earthly alphabet. Havmek emphatically expressed its disgust in the human race and their ways. It wished to have nothing to do with those detestable creatures and hoped they all dropped dead. However, it explained that it would rather that Tanache cooperated willing than suffer death either by its hand or another Twekin. Nothing like a threat to induce cooperation. As they went through the forest, Havmek explained that one of the tribes of the Twekins discovered a technology that allowed them to pierce through space and create a portal. That resulted in the discovery of Earth, a curse. The Twekins secretly observed the humans, intrigued by their use of technology. Unknowingly, they began to be corrupted by human greed and selfish ambition. The Twekins began to talk of exploitation of their own kin, disguised under fancy words like employment. The destruction of the forest that had been their home, calling it civilization. Just like the ghastly humans. Tanache was halfway through frightened listening Hobmek's morbid speech and complete amazement because of her surroundings. The contrast of colors of tree bark, leaves and the darkening sky, the fresh sense of plant life, and the various textures of things, were overwhelmingly captivating. She was torn in two. Havmek spoke without care of holding Tanache's attention. It talked of the violence that erupted among the Twekins when the Council of Chiefs denied their newfound ideals. Sprouting human philosophies that Twekins should fight for what they want. They said the old ways were primitive and the community was holding them back. Just like the humans, nothing else mattered except themselves. The Council of Chiefs gave in to the pressure to restore order and organized an expedition to investigate the human civilization. They would reconsider their decision based on the findings. Havmek was appointed to lead the team of Twekins on the expedition. However, the team was ambushed after completing their investigation and she was the only survivor. The sky was completely dark now with two moons lighting their way. The purple glow from Havmek's skin lit Tanache's face. It was celestial magnificence. Tanache was yawning and sluggish in her movements. Havmek caught wind of it and remembered that it took her in the middle of the night from Earth. We will camp by the foot of the flatter trees. Your human stink is hurting my smell sensor, said Havmek as it changed course. Tanache was too tired to feel insulted and followed behind quietly. The foot of the flatter trees was surely not earthly. Trees surrounded a hot spring and their leaves glowed Tuscan sun yellow. The leaves were like a flock of birds flying above the hot spring. They floated from one tree to another detaching and attaching themselves. As the wind combed through the branches, it caused a melodious whistling. Tanache had never been more at peace as she sat on the large roots of a flatter tree, immersed to the shoulder in the hot spring. She thought of Moesha's surprise birthday party and didn't want to leave this new world. Havmek, you haven't told me why I'm here, asked Tanache in a groggy tone. To wipe your memory, replied Havmek as she lay in the hot spring. Human beings like to meddle and destroy places they discover. 
there are many examples in your history. Tanache wanted to protest, and yet she couldn't help but agree with Hobmek's point. But I won't tell anyone about you, Tanache persisted. She had finally found a way out of her life. She was like a star, far away from Earth. Maybe people would miss her. That is of no consequence. The existence of the possibility that you could talk is enough to endanger us, Havmek said with its eyes closed and head half submerged in the water. It sounds hypocritical owing to the fact that our people came to your planet. But that was something that shouldn't have happened. It brought nothing but pain. The melody of the flatter trees soared through the silence between the two creatures in the hot spring. It gently tickled Tanache's ears making her drift off to sleep. Her face fell in the water. She woke in a panic, her hand smacking the spring. An exaggerated attempt to survive. She saw Havmek staring at her with an expression that could have been disgust or a smile. She wasn't sure. To escape the awkwardness Tanache asked, So, what were the findings of your investigation? Havmek lay her head back into the water. It is contradictory and repulsive to build a civilization. Every human civilization throughout your history was built on slavery and exploitation of other humans. We would have to disgrace our own Twekans to achieve it. If a civilization is supposed to better lives, why does it start by destroying them? Havmek leaned on the root it sat on and lifted itself out of the water. It walked over to the shore of the hot spring where Tanache sat semi-conscious. Time for you to sleep human, it said as it stretched out its hand to Tanache. No, I am listening, said Tanache as she held Havmek's hand, blinking fast to wake herself up. What of healthcare? Civilization improved that. How could you deal with cancer without civilization? Cancer is mostly caused by the same technology you prize yourself on. For example, processed foods. That human Jean-Jacques Rousseau saw the truth. Civilization is a hopeless race to discover remedies for the evils it produces. You could learn from him. The Twekins may live in trees and have a limited variety of foods and equipment, but we don't kill our planet and destroy our fellow Twekins. Humans have done and still do horrendous things to achieve their level of technology and civilization. Human experimentation, murder, cheating. And all for what? To enrich the greedy and destroy everyone else? Havmek sighed as it guided Tanache to a pocket in the roots of the flatter trees. Look at your social media invention. It promises to connect you to your loved ones but all it really does it create addictions, insecurities and loneliness. I studied you for a while. Havmek felt Tanache's hand tense up but continued, you have a house full of people who love you but you beg for love from people who don't care. You put up a facade that you are happy just to be around them. You don't know anything, exclaimed Tanache as she retracted her from Havmek, anger spilling from her eyes. She stormed ahead of Havmek into the pocket in sight and went to lay down in the furthest place from the entrance. She wanted to get up and tell Havmek that it was wrong. That she was happy and had many friends, but she was choking because the truth was hard to swallow. She was fake. Havmek touched one of the white lines that marked its body and pulled out two thick blankets. It tossed one over to Tanache and spread out its own in preparation to sleep. Tanache couldn't let it end in her defeat. With her face turned away from Havmek she said, high food production has helped alleviate hunger. So there is that. But 690 million humans starve daily. It alleviates nothing. Humans are selfish and greedy. Well then the problem is not civilization but humans. If you are so great, let's see you do better. Tanache closed her eyes and in seconds was asleep. For some reason, that statement stuck on Havmek's mind. The problem is not civilization, but human greed and selfishness. Could there be another way to civilize that doesn't come at such a heavy cost? The morning of the next day came. Havmek told Tanache that they would have to hurry to get to the council hall in time. 
So she had to get on Havmek's back because it would run there and she couldn't keep up. She complied. Havmek's legs sent them flying at top speed, jumping through trees where need be and over rocks that were in their path. It expected resistance from the corrupt Twekans but no one pursued them. Something was wrong. Havmek reached the council hall and was ushered in. The Twekans were surprised that it was alone with a human, when ten people were assigned the task. Havmek went to give the report immediately to the Council of Chiefs. It spoke of the many allurements in human civilization of a better society but the price to be paid for that same society was Twekan lives and the planet. Whilst Havmek gave its report, there was a large explosion from the roof. Twekans came in with weapons and began to attack the council. Tanache was frightened stiff, shock clouded her mind. Havmek was in front of her all of a sudden, saying things that Tanache couldn't discern because of the screams and loud bangs. A hole in the floor appeared, like it did in her room and before she could say anything, she was flung into the hole and she landed on her bed. She was sweating, dirty and breathing heavily wondering what just happened. 